Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Whatever he hears. He will speak. He will disclose. What is to come? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to WI2C Radio. Revelation, the book of Asaph, the apocalypse of Isaiah, it's all coming true. Welcome ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. We are your host, Brian Ingram and Matthew Miller. This is really going to be a Revelation chapter 7, part 2, shall we say. This is the second time we're going to cover this, but in light of recent response to our last broadcast, we're going to redo this so you understand the bookends of time itself when time goes topsy-turvy. This this quanta of time, which God describes as the dividing of time, which seems to last 45 days. So let us get Brian's opening comments on this chapter and going back over it so we can, well, make some clarifications and magnify. Brian? Yeah, there's a whole lot going on here, and this is uh, stuff that we've covered extensively multiple times here uh, over the course of how many years we've been at this now. So, Yes, we are in our eighth year, so we've certainly covered this. Many times, but uh, tonight we're going to cover it in an, well, a new light or a refreshed light, shall we say. So we're going to get right to the crux of the matter, ladies and gentlemen. You have to remember that in the book of Revelation, you're going to have to have this interlude, as many of the Bibles put it for their headings in this chapter. You have to put it that way because it doesn't make sense any other way. Because Revelation chapter 6 ends with a six-seal event. And we're waiting, so this is definitely an interlude. Uh, We do not get the seventh seal straight away. So this is definitely a bookend, and it's not very hard to figure out that the two bookends is Revelation chapter 7 and Revelation chapter 14. The numbering of the rod of iron. The numbering of the stick from Ezekiel chapter 37. And we have to realize that 
mechanically, let's, let's, let's come to grips with the simple fact that the Lord our God in the book of Daniel tells us very plainly that this all begins with 2,300 days. The next integer he gives you is 1,290. Why is that significant? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you subtract those two integers and you get 1,010. What is 1,010? That is one year, which is 365, plus 365, plus one birth cycle, 280 days. So it's two years and under. Then we get the simple fact that at the end of these 290 days <clears throat> is when the sixth seal event takes place. And it is extenuated. Somehow that day reaches to 1,335 days. So he doesn't come out and tell you, but it's prophetically given to you as this 45 days. The book of Revelation says you're going to be tested 10 days. So prophetically, there's a whole lot of things going on here. Uh, we know um, the testing of the Hebrew children there in Daniel. So with that in mind, there is two bookends to when there is time. Let me explain to you what time is in our present experience. One revolution of the earth takes 24 hours. It takes 365 of those for us to... Uh, incur one revolution around the sun, i.e. one year. So a day is 24 hours, and a year is 365 days. The book of Revelation plainly comes out and tells you there's a time coming when the days are only going to be 16 hours long, as he strikes one-third of time itself from them. He also goes on to tell you, that the duration of 42 months is equal to 1,260 days, which is the last time. That's the last quant of time, how we're going to experience time for the inception of the kingdom of heaven once Christ returns. The days will be 16 hours, and those years will be exactly 360 days long. So with this in, in mind... You have to come to grips with everything that's that's being stated here. So, what we're going to read about here in Revelation chapter 7 is when we're in this dividing time. And there would be no way to calculate the length of this. Because as the earth wobbles in its orbital path, as it speeds up and slows down, as it alters in its dimension... This is the whole purpose that the book of Ezekiel tells you that the new temple will be measured using the royal measure. What is the royal measure? It is basically the measure divided into seven, and then you add a seventh part to it. So he's prophetically telling you that this planet is going to increase one-seventh in its diameter. This facilitates us not exploding. If we were to incur the massive direct impact that he is bringing with him for the sixth seal event, this planet would explode. 
the core would become so hot the temperatures would exceed uh, what would be tolerated due to the simple fact that when we're kicked up to a zero degree axis, we will lose drag, ladies and gentlemen, right now, gravitationally and magnetically speaking, because we're tilted at a 23.4 degree axis. We are in consternation with the sun's gravitational and magnetic fields, so it creates drag. Hence, whenever we go up to a zero degree axis, we're going to increase in speed. This increased speed would quite simply cause us to fly apart. Most of you know that this is the same machination uh, that they used in the movie 2012. Uh, the core of the Earth heated up, but not to the point where massive damage would be done. You'll take note that uh, for the movie, for the theatrical display of this, the entertainment industry didn't want you to get so scared as to realize that God tells you straight and very forthwith about the simple fact that you're going to uh, stagger in your orbit. And if that's more than 2%, uh, percent, ladies and gentlemen, plus or minus, you're dead, and all scientists know that. So they had to hide this in that movie. Of course, doing what the entertainment industry does best. So with those things in mind... I will go ahead and read the first stanza here, and we'll get uh, the full meal deal. Uh, take note, you probably want to get Isaiah chapter 48 ready, because we're going to have to cover it. It's going to explain a lot that the Lord our God explains here. For this reading, <clears throat> I think that uh, I shall read from the web version, the World English Bible, as it is in the public domain. And it's uh, pretty good, actually, in its translation. So, the very first stanza. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, so that no wind would blow on the earth, or on the sea, or on any tree. I saw another angel ascend from the sunrise, having the seal of the living God. He cried with a loud voice, to the four angels to whom it was given to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Don't harm the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, until we have sealed the bondservants of our God on their foreheads. Brian, your comments on this first stanza. Well, there is a lot going on here, and, you know, there's an extensive amount of things that you just explained to people, and I'm trying to think of... Uh, a way to give uh, people the pointers and what direction to look to study some of these things. And uh, uh, some of the areas to look at, Electric Universe, because he brought up the electromagnetic fields. Uh, look at torsion physics. Uh, let's see. There's some good information out there if you start looking into some of the zero-point energy and anti-gravitational that will fill in some of those gaps, and there's a lot more, but I'm trying to give people some tiny areas to look at and to try to understand the mechanical aspects. Um, now, as Matthew pointed out, you're dealing with time so extensively throughout this chapter that it's utterly ridiculous. And if you go right away uh, here, because you're quite literally given your, your key numerics 
to understanding the cycles of time as is because, well, as Matthew's explained in times past, most standard uh, circle measurements go at 360 degrees, but that's not the way they did this in the ancient world. That circle was always at 432 degrees, and the easiest way to look into this is start looking into the Egyptian. You start digging around, you're going to find this out. The Mayan on the other side of the planet, same thing. So now you take that 432 degrees. Now, why am I saying we have a time integer right away that you won't see at first? 7 verse 2, we're speaking of the four angels. Okay, immediately with me, whenever I've seen that, my mind goes to the four corners. Numerically speaking, that is 108 or 1080. It's half of 216. We can keep going here. But, folks, as Matthew pointed out, there's major, major, major time aspects put here. Now, at the very end of Revelation 7 verse 8 at the end of the stanza take note of who it mentions here within the last two because it starts with of the tribe of Zebulun 12,000 okay the next one Joseph 12,000 Benjamin 12,000 Matthew 2 woe be unto Rachel's children it's not coincidence that was left at the end of this verse this is going to get you to understand the two years and in the womb, which is that number that Matthew brought up previously, 1010. That's 365 days, 365 days, 280 days. So two years and in the womb. That's all encoded right here, folks. And there's a lot more going on, and I don't have access to that, but if you even go through and take each one of the names and take their meaning, put it in order, you're also being told something very specific as well. Well, yes, I guess um, I should uh, address some of those things right now. Um, you need to take note, ladies and gentlemen, that um, this is how you're getting the degrees. This has always been done. You can look at the history on it if you want to. The nautical mile is a whole lot older than you think it is. The Earth is 21,600 nautical miles in diameter. Now, this is how you get the nautical mile. You have to realize that um, lines of latitude could be used as the basis for measurement for distance because distance is time. The nautical mile is one minute or one-sixtieth of a degree of the Earth. As one degree of a circle, one arc minute is exactly 21,600 of a circle. Or the radius, of course, is pi over that number that Brian extenuated it out to, 10,800 or 10,800. Ladies and gentlemen, this has always been in use because they always knew the circle of the earth had 432 degrees on it based off of the simple fact that you have to come to grips with this. In one degree of 432 of the circle of the earth is exactly 50 nautical miles. 
It's the way it's always been. It's the way it will always be. So, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, we have a whole lot of here encoded that I'm just going to have to clarify. We just need to take the time to do it. I hope we don't run out of time. I mentioned that this has everything to do with God standing this up, which is exactly what he says in Psalms chapter 119. He stands us up. Why is this important to the entirety of your understanding of these alphanumerics that he's giving here in Revelation chapter 7? Astronomers know there's no reason to say that the Earth is at a 23.4 degree axis. The solar system's constant is the orbital plane. It is the ecliptic, what you call the ecliptic. You need to understand that they're telling you this to them is to mislead you. Taking it from the measurement that they do, you need to understand that a right angle is 90 degrees. So 23.4 minus that integer from a right angle is 66.6, .6, ladies and gentlemen. So from the ecliptic, our inclination is 66.6. .6. How and why is this important? The numbers that Brian mentioned are critically important. We are to become the bride. God is prophetically telling you that you're going to be half of the circle of the earth. That is the number that he mentioned, the 216. How is that important? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it means that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be the other part of that because we're going to be married to him. He is 216 as well. These 216 together equals the circle of the earth, 432. Why does the celestial scapegoat get involved? Why does the scapegoat, the beast from the abyss, get involved? Why does he try to make your number 666? Understand this. You are told in the book of Revelation that the New Jerusalem coming down is a cubicle. That's what it is. Please try and understand that a squared or cubed object that is six blocks wide, six blocks tall, and six blocks deep is what? 216. The best way to corrupt that is to just use the 666. So with that in mind, we have to understand why he's referring to the wind here. And why he is referring to four angels. In effect, ladies and gentlemen, there are two types of streams. There is the jet stream and there is the trade wind streams. For the jet streams, there's two types. There is the polar jet stream and the subtropical jet stream. So one flows over the Tropic of Cancer and one flows over the Arctic Circle. Take that times two for the Southern Hemisphere. Also, for the tropical streams, you have to understand that at the equator, north of the equator is the Hadley cell. North of the Arctic Circle is the polar cell. Times that times two in the Southern Hemisphere. Now, some people teach that there is also a mid-latitude cell between the Hadley and the polar, but that is not true. They're only in motion. Uh, that movement of air only occurs because of the differentiation between the polar cell and the Hadley cell. 
So in effect, there's four different types of winds, ladies and gentlemen. This is all due to the inclination of the Earth axis in relationship to the sun. So <clears throat> let me talk about where I live. I live at 46 degrees north latitude. Now that north latitude stays a perfect circle, a perfect distance from the North Pole at all times. However, take note that here at noon, the sun is directly over those coordinates, only for an instant. Because we're on an inclination, you have to understand that as this place spins, in the morning, the sun heads toward 46 degrees because we are tilted toward or away from the sun. So it's reverse from the summer to the winter. But it is this offset due to spin. What really faces the sun is what causes the chaos in these winds. The differentiation between night and day and take note. As we go around the sun, this is compounded by the fact that every single day, the sun is not in the exact same space in the sky. You know that during the winter, if you're in the northern hemisphere, uh, the sun is way, way, way down. But in the summertime, it's way up high in the sky. That moons, moves on a daily basis as well. So what he is literally telling you, ladies and gentlemen, prophetically, is that the earth is up on a zero degree axis and the wind stops. Now you'll take note. I said that all of this differentiation happens in the morning and at night, ladies and gentlemen. This is caused due to the normal winds on the surface of the earth. And they are generated this way. The ground heats up faster than the ocean does. So this is what naturally happens or uh, over the Great Lakes or any large body of water. During the day, the hot air over the ground rises. But at night, it takes a longer time for the water to cool off. So that becomes the warm air and it rises at night. During the day, the warm air over the land rises. But at night, the warm air over the water rises. This is key critical as to why he mentions this angel coming from the rising of the sun. He has, in effect, and in more ways than one, just told you that's not going to be in application from this time forward because the earth has been turned up to a zero degree axis. But we've taken a whole lot of time here. We need to get to the list. This list is very important. Uh, Brian has already aforementioned that it's coming, but we need to read the text and know and understand exactly what it says. I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000, sealed out of every tribe of the children of Israel. To the tribe of Judah were sealed 12,000. The tribe of Reuben, 12,000. The tribe of Gad, 12,000. The tribe of Asher, 12,000. The tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. The tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. The tribe of Simon, 12,000. The tribe of Levi, 12,000. And the tribe of Issachar, 
12,000. The tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. The tribe of Joseph, 12,000. And the tribe of Benjamin were sealed, 12,000. Brian, your comments on this next stanza? Well, it's as I pointed out previously, there is something encoded here. You know, to give a for instance here, uh, Judah means he shall be praised. And we go on to Reuben. Reuben equals behold a son. Let's see, Gad, a troop. Yeah, that's what I thought. Let's see, Asher means blessed. And Naphtali equals wrestling. Let's see, Manasseh equals forgetting. Let's see, Simeon equals hearkening. So, you know, folks, as you go on, like I said, go through each one of these. If you don't have access to it, obviously, at home, it's going to be easier to use. Uh, let's see, Thayer is giving the actual definitions of the names. Let me see if Strong's is as well. Standard Strong. Nope. So I would advise using the Thayer to get the meanings of the names because it's those are very important, folks. Every time you see a name anywhere in the Bible or even a string of names, you know, because people get upset about all the chronologies where a billion names go out. You might think those are boring at first glance. You might want to dive under the hood because you're getting a completely different set of data when you break down the meaning of those names. You certainly are. It creates a message in of itself. Let's talk about the alphanumerics. There's, there's no way around it. It may be a little complicated, ladies and gentlemen, but you need to understand that when you look at Revelation chapter 7, verse 4, it, well, it lies. It tells you that here the 144 is G1540. No, it's not. That is the alphanumeric that is exactly given for the Septuagint for the 144th chapter of Psalms. And you need to understand that in your tongue. It's RMD. 144 what? Thousand. The problem here is that this is spelt with the final sigma for Kilios. You have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, this literally says in Koine Greek, alphanumerically, it says 144-666. That's what it says. Now, with that in mind, we're going to take a look at the uh, list. I've sent it to Brian. I suggest he take a look at it for further comments. But we cannot talk about this and not talk about um, going forward to the chapter where these very ones that were sealed uh, is mentioned at the end. So we're going to have to do that right now. We're going to uh, do from the uh, Web Bible again, Revelation chapter 20. I saw an angel coming down out of heaven and having the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, the old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole inhabited earth, and bound him for a thousand years, and cast him into the abyss, and shut it up, and sealed it over him, so that he should deceive the nations no more, until the thousand years were finished. After this, he must be freed for a short time. Verse 4, I saw thrones, and they that sat on them in judgment was given to them. I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and the word of God, and 
such as didn't worship the beast nor his image and didn't receive the mark on their forehead or on their hand, they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the group we just read about. And for further discourse, there's no way around it. We have to bring up where this topic, this group, this portion of the rod of iron is addressed directly in Isaiah chapter 48. There's just simply no way around it. Um, and this is why the book of Revelation states about this group that once this event happens, all of a sudden they hold to the testimony and to the commandments. This is why. Isaiah chapter 48. Hear this, house of Jacob, you are called by the name of Israel and have come forth out of the waters of Judah who swear by the name of the Lord, and make mention of the God of Israel, but not in his truth, nor in righteousness. For they call themselves of the holy city, and stay themselves on the God of Israel. The Lord of armies is his name. I have declared the formal things from of old. Yes, they went forth out of my mouth, and I showed them suddenly. I did them, and they happened. This is exactly where we're at. This verse I just read was the sixth seal, which was in the chapter before Revelation chapter 7. Verse 4, we get this whole machination that if you take the mark, why your head has to be lopped off. Because I knew that you are abstinent, and your neck is as an iron sinew, and your brow brass. That is the sealing effect once they get sealed. They cannot take the mark of the beast. But getting on to this list, ladies and gentlemen, it's pretty important um, that you be able to see this, what's going on here. Uh, the order of the 12, 12 tribes, you need to take a look at it. Um, because please take note, uh, the women mentioned is Leah for these children, then Bilhah, and then Zilpah, and then Leah again, because you have to remember that this has to come in two parts, because after Leah's handmaid had children, Leah started conceiving again. Then we have Rachel, of course, but let us not forget Azanath. So, with that in mind, uh, Brian, back to you for further commentary on that, if you would like. Nope, I ain't got anything further to add. Go ahead and move forward. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to take a look at that list that I have provided, uh, we do have it up on the Facebook group. I'm pretty sure. If not, uh, you know what? We'll just go ahead. I sent it to Brian. Uh, he can repost it on End Time Tribune Media. That's probably where it should be in the first place. So that needs to be posted along with... Uh, our timelines and everything else, I just keep forgetting to send them to Brian so he can post those. So, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, further study on top of this, about this group, address uh, the Apocalypse of Isaiah, most particularly Isaiah chapter 26. Let's get on to this final stanza here. Uh, very interesting things from the web translation. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no man could number. 
out of every nation of all the tribes, peoples, and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, dressed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. They cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation be to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne, the elders, the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before his throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, might, be to our God forever and ever. Amen. One of the elders answered, saying to me, These who are arrayed in white robes, who are they, and where did they come from? I told him, My Lord, you know. He said to me, these are those who've come out of great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the Lamb's blood. Therefore, they are before the throne of God. They serve him day and night in his temple. He who sits on the throne will, will spread his tabernacle over them. They will never be hungry, neither thirst anymore, neither will the sun beat on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb, who is in the midst of the throne, shepherds them and leads them to springs of waters of life. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Brian, your comments? Well, the the atypical thing here to point out is uh, specifically here, and that stands just a moment. I'm looking for it. Right here in 7... Uh, Verse 13, one of the elders answered, saying to me, These who arrayed in the white robes, who are they, and from where did they come? I told him, my lords, you know. He said to me, These are those who came out of great tribulation. Okay, why did I bring all that up? Because those two verses I just referenced, most of your atypical teachings out there, they're going to tell you those two verses are referring to the rapture. That's not what that says. It states, broad daylight, that they came out of great tribulation. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's come to grips with, well, why don't, these, why don't this group have a number? Why is that? Uh, why do they come from all people's languages and tribes? This is a direct... Well, he's countering himself from the list he just gave you. That's because this is in future perfect tense. This is an overture, is what it is. God is telling you the end from the beginning. Just take note that when it's stated here that they washed their robes and made them white in the Lamb's blood, that he stretches his tabernacle over them. That is future perfect tense. So, this is exactly like we get the overture of the doomed in Revelation chapter 14. This is the overture of the redeemed, ladies and gentlemen. That's why this is stated, I say again, in future perfect tense. That's why. You know that this must be talking about, well, she's no longer the woman. It must be talking about the bride. Why? The sun will neither beat on them, they won't be hungry, they won't be thirsty. Uh, he leads you to springs of waters of life. You know, uh, many times in the scripture, this is talked about, this very type of event. Uh, that, that place where, uh, well, the kingdom of heaven. There is no way around it. So, lots of people can't. Realize that's why they get lost right here. 
they get lost right here because, well, that's the whole purpose of all of these alphanumerical integers and uh, temporal integers. The simple fact that chronology has gone crazy right here. You have to understand that the sixth seal event is when time goes topsy-turvy. It doesn't get corrected until Revelation chapter 14. So all these chapters here, that is between these two, it is impossible to say, well, this happened for an hour or that took five hours. Literally, the earth is staggering. It's wobbling. It is gyrating in its revolutions per minute, speeding up and slowing down. Time is chaos during this time. Your watches literally won't make sense. So here, this is why uh, you're told everything that you just heard, and in this order, uh, there was no other way to do it. But just take note, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's what we've had here. This describes the events for the rest of her children and the woman. Now remember, we can't really call her the bride yet. That's why it prophetically speaks of her in future, I repeat, future perfect tense in the Koinonia Greek. So, with that in mind, this is the full meal deal we've, we've given you. This is the way it is. So, please come to an understanding that this chapter is about one part of the rod of iron. Revelation chapter 14 is about the accompanying second portion, the second part of that rod of iron. It is two sticks that is forged together through whom Christ will rule and reign with. Brian, your comments. Well, my mind is heading in a different direction, so I'd rather you finish this before we go off on my rabbit trail. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope that you understand that Really, we had to come back and do this for part two so that you understand what has happened with time. Brian already brought it up, why the four corners are mentioned here, why everything is stated in the order or succession that it's stated. And this list, it's very important that you study it and the mothers involved. That's why it's broken up, and you'll take note that it's really broken up into two parts. There is six, and then there is a second list of six. These things need to be studied. You need to know who Azanath is. Why Why is Joseph here? Where is Dan? You need to come to grips with all that information, and why these have been parceled out into, well, 12,000 portions apiece. That means something, ladies and gentlemen, and it's important. And even the list here of what Brian was mentioning, that you need to take the names, put them in order, and see what type of list you get. What is created here in the message in of itself, it will blow your mind. So, uh, we need to understand that from this point forward, please try to understand, you are in Egypt. You are in Edom. 
whose summit is Mount Esau, whose capital is Babylon. And due to the pyramid scheme, life goes on as you now experience it. But on this day, the great day of who you sitteth upon the throne, the pyramid scheme comes crashing down. It comes crashing down. So, if you would like details on that, please read the book of Obadiah. It gives you the full meal deal. So, uh, Brian, back to you. Uh, yeah, before I jump to one direction, uh, folks, there's... Uh a few different odds and ends concerning all these uh, ancient, uh, well, as they put it, they even call these sacred numbers because you'll find them encoded within everything throughout the universe, throughout our planet. It goes forever on end. I mean, folks, our nautical miles, for instance, are 21,600. That's the size of our planet. Well, there's your 216, which is what? Half of 432. You have your cycles of procession all locked into this. Folks, there is no end to this. And I have been studying these numbers, uh, good grief, at least 10 years, because you start going down certain uh, aspects of studying these ancient civilizations. You can't escape this. This is actually very key, critical to understanding a lot concerning ancient uh Geometry would be a good one to bring up. Why the ancients built the buildings, uh, like the pyramids, for instance, in the way they did, because once again, that number 432 is heavily encoded into the Great Pyramid. Okay, so this just keeps going and going and going, folks. But the more you start studying these ancient cosmologies, for instance, and any of the areas through that, the ancient understanding uh, measuring of time in astronomy with ancient cultures, you're going to find these numbers everywhere. I mean, folks, sit down and just pull up the Mayan calendar system and look at that list of numbers. You're going to be blown away. So this this information is actually out there pretty much everywhere. And if you really want to get your head blown square off the top of your shoulders, I would advise picking up Andrew Collins' latest book, because he covers it in a way I've never seen anybody connect the dots. And the amount of information he brings to the table on this topic is ridiculous. It will absolutely blow your mind. No doubt about that. But you have to understand that um, just bringing up the Maya long count calendar, ladies and gentlemen, well, you have to come to an, uh, a reckoning in your mind that the Bakhtun was 144, and that was contrived off just exactly that list given in Revelation chapter 7. It was 12 times 12, and you you really have to come to grips with that. Uh, this this Katun measurement, this and ensuing is a factor of the Bakhtun. You have to understand, that's that's 144,000. So, uh, we can read to you some things here uh, from an author, Graham Hancock. Uh, you just have to come to grips with the layout of the pyramids. Uh, because 
what he has done is he realized that the Finks was marking off a greater circle. Now, the quarter diameter circle aligns with the Sphinx, that being the case when it aligns with the, the pyramid of uh, the Great Pyramid and the half diameter circle aligns with the other three satellite pyramids, this gives us exact proportions that Graham Hancock has measured. Now look, I will read, and this is quoting directly from his website, GrahamHancock.com. Our last step was divide the circle using proportion. If we added the three numbers that are given in the last step, 4, 3, and 2, we have the sum of 9. 4 plus 3 plus 2 equals 9. To see if the number 9 has any relevance to the circle and structural alignments, we have several options. We can either use the number 9 to divide the circle's circumference, its radius, or its diameter. Now, you have to realize that once done, ladies and gentlemen, this falls into perfect alignment. He has posted the pictures for you to uh, look through. But using this train of thought, you have to realize why God would state 1,290 and 1,335. I've pointed it out to you that the integers 1 through 9, when added, equals 45. That is the same calculation in greater proportion of this circle, which Graham Hancock has provided all the pictures in perfect detail. Now, I will add one of the final comments that he has. Following the same train of thought, adding the numbers derived from the previous step, we add 1 through 9 together, and we have the sum of 45. God was always trying to tell you this. So what does the number 45 have to do with a circle? 45 can be seen as a 45 degree of angle within a circle. And if we draw a 45 degree angle line from south to west corner and north to east corner of the main circle of the pyramid structures, we can see that the line intersects at the southeastern corners of both the pyramid of Kefri and the pyramid of Khufu. Now, ladies and gentlemen, everything I've just stated to you is absolutely off the charts. But you need to understand that Graham Hancock has proved all of the numerical integers that I mentioned, I think, at the beginning of this program. And Brian commented on them and wanted to magnify them temporally. Ladies and gentlemen, in, in every way, shape, and form, God is telling you he's going to kick you off your axis. I already mentioned why Graham Hancock is bringing up this 45-degree angle within a circle. I told you that you should not be taught that the Earth is at a 23.4-degree axial tilt. The common denominator for this solar system is the orbital plane. That's the ecliptic, and, and I'm sorry that they use so many different names. They do that exclusively to confuse those who do not have insight. So it's the same thing. The ecliptic and the orbital plane is the same thing. From that, from that plane, the Earth is actually at a 66.6 .6 axial tilt. When we go back to the days of Noah, just like Jesus Christ the King told you you were going to do, we are going up to a zero-degree axis. Literally, when you look into the heavens and you mark off the ecliptic 
which is the orbital plane, and the equator of the Earth, they're going to be equal. There's not going to be two of those markings off in the heavens. The equator is going to be aligned with the ecliptic. So we've covered a whole lot of information here. Brian, your further commentation. If not, please offer us your final comments and uh, directions to your website and how to contact you. Uh, and then I will offer my final comments. Well, we have a few things, you know, to point out here, folks. Um, to go backwards from what I was pointing out before, um, because some of that information on Graham's uh, site, some of that stuff is outdated in comparison to uh, all the work that Andrew has done and what he has found. Now, the easiest way, folks, for you to find uh, some of uh, Andrew's material so you can just sit down and pull it up on the TV or whatever device on YouTube. He's got tons of different talks that he's done out there um, with the Megla, uh, Megalith uh, a mania thing that they do multiple times a year, and he's all kinds of other different talks out there that he's got freely available on YouTube. You can sit down and watch a ton of those, and you'll be up to speed in no time. I've watched probably a good three or four of them, you know, and if you take that in tandem with his book, you're going to know more about this stuff than most people. Um, you know, because there's correlations that he brings into this equation, which are things that we've talked about extensively. Matthew just brought up the 23.4 degree axis. Now, folks, you have to understand that Matthew calculated where Noah's North Pole is at. This is going to bring you into Siberia. Okay, this gets very important in the scheme of things because we've talked about, for instance, Hyperborea. On top of it, they're revolutionizing. They're finding out that a vast majority of the advances that we have to this day have actually come from that region in Siberia up in the Altai Mountains. So, folks, I started working on this whole trail at least four to five years ago looking deeply throughout Central Asia and Siberia, having no idea that it was leading to this, it was leading to these findings. And they become key critical in all of this. But like I said, there is just a ton of free information out there uh, concerning these topics. Another thing to talk about here briefly, that's why I kind of pointed out, you kind of have to look the other way on some of this stuff. Now, there's been a long-brewing debate as to what star system that the pyramids line up with. Now, of course, we know about Robert Baval's Orion-Giza uh, correlation, which he's had out there for going on some 20 years. I mean, it literally made Robert. But as time progressed when Andrew discovered the fact that the constellation of Cygnus was encoded everywhere, he ended up planning out something very disturbing, that those three pyramids line up exactly with Cygnus from two different angles. So, yes, that's the big debate that's going on out there. When you look at the evidence, yes, I'm going to be a little more selective here because I do agree with Andrew on his correlation that does not state that I that negates my respect for Robert because Robert has done 
just some incredible work over the years. So that sets that in motion. I can't really think of too much more here other than I want to just throw in the little tidbit, a little tricksy uh, riddle question. Everybody talks about this one, yeah. People I've talked to have no idea. The switching of Dan from an asshole. Why? Well, folks, study it out. Start with the book of Judges. Deborah's song, you're going to start understanding already some things going on with Dan. To save you a little bit of time, folks, all the different uh, people groups that are Greek that have Dan tacked on to the end of them, that is not the tribe of Dan. So don't go down that road. I think his name is uh, Simon Jacoby. He's uh, one of these pseudo historian archaeologists out there, and he throws out a lot of whack stuff, and that's him and a whole ton of other people make that correlation. Folks, you're going to understand that that uh, last part of a word, Dan, is all over the place. So it's not that simple as to finding where in the world Dan went. We know a little bit. They took off in boats. That means they could be anywhere. <laughs> yes, that could literally mean they could be anywhere, so to speak. So, Brian, why don't you give out your website information, and uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna have him put up a post explaining these things in greater detail. I will send him the list of. The 144,000 and the mothers represented there. It's color-coded. It gives you chapters there for um, what you need to look into for to investigate this stick that is two parts from Ezekiel chapter 37 that is forged into a rod of iron. We're going to do that. Uh, so please give the information as to where you're going to post that, Brian. All right. Yeah, I was just pulling up the website to make sure that's a proper one. Uh, yeah, I'll put that over on endtimetribunemedia.com. That's where I'll basically, you know, basically the collection of stuff that Matthew and I do, we will put over to that website. And there's still a mixture of some of my work on there as well. But nonetheless, you can find that material on endtimetribunemedia.com. My regular website is thebandsoftime.com. You can follow me on Twitter at thebandsoftime. If you need to contact me with any questions, thebandsoftime at gmail.com. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. God bless. You might want to be aware that uh, I've started posting some videos uh, due to a, another video series uh, that is on the Book of Asaph. You can find that on YouTube at According to the Scripture. You might want to check that out as well. Ladies and gentlemen, he is going to have his day. The Lord your God is coming to set things straight. Please, please come to an understanding of this, that the 144 and Revelation chapter 7 is when time goes topsy-turvy. And that the 144,000 and Revelation chapter 14 is when the heavens and time itself is put into motion to be comprised of 16-hour days and 360-day years. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.